And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews is back once again. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we have both seen The Kite Runner. Mm -hmm. The Kite Runner comes from a brilliant, brilliant book and a best-selling book written by Khaled Hosseini. It takes place, 90% of it, in Afghanistan. And 90% of the film is full of Afghan language and mm. subtitles. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. And what's amazing about it mm-hmm. is that it was directed by Mark Forster. It was an odd choice for this. Film. A very peculiar choice. And all the actors in the film are Afghani. The main character is Amir, played as an adult by Khalid Abdallah. And by the way, both of us apologize if we mispronounce these names. But Khalid Abdallah is Amir. He lives in California now. He goes back to Afghanistan because he finds out that his old friend from when they were children, Mm -hmm. Hassan, has died and that his son is in some sort of trouble. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of flashbacks here. Young Amir was played by Zakaria Abrahimi, Mm -hmm. and young Hassan was played by Ahmad Khan Mamidzada. Those two little boys, by the way, Uh they were Mm non-professional, and I'm afraid that it showed a little bit. I think so. I think there are some very important structural problems here in this film. Okay, go. And that is that certain films, like Love in the Time of Cholera, adaptation from a very popular book. Here we have adaptation from Kite Runner. And I'm going to talk about Atonement in a moment, too. Mm -hmm. A much more successful adaptation, by the way. But I think in Cholera and Kite Runner, you really need to read the story. You need the writer's brilliant language to get you through the messages they're trying to tell us. Because without the time to absorb and to read the writer's thoughts, I don't believe that the adaptation really works as a screenplay. I think you really need that kind of contemplative period when you're reading a book. Certainly, you need it with The Kite Runner. It is gorgeously written as a novel. About a very, very difficult subject. Yes. Okay. And to see it on screen, it's like getting the Reader's Digest version written by David Benioff, the screenplay. Well, I think all the grace and all the style goes away from The Kite Runner because you do not have the words there. And I think that's a big problem with this movie. I was also very confused by the picture. I think there are some character flaws. I think we have to point out that when these two little boys are growing up in Afghanistan and they are best friends, one is a very wealthy boy and the other is a very poor child, actually the son of the servant living in the house of the rich family. That's right. These two boys are very, very best friends until a terrible incident happens witnessed by the rich boy. He does not come to the aid of his best friend. And that is a guilt that he is supposed to live with for the rest of his life. But we don't really see that in this picture, even though I know that that's what the author wants us to know about. But it's not there in the script. It's not there in the script. At one point after the attack on the young victim, the rich kid kind of cuts him off as a friend and even says to his father, don't you think we ought to get new servants? Because his guilt is making him uncomfortable even looking at this other kid. But other than that, I didn't get the hook on which this whole story is based. All right, and that's something that I think we have to talk about. 
I don't want to give away the ending, but I think what's important is that the relationship between these two boys is much deeper than what is seen on the screen. And that is something that is finally brought out in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Then, once you know, quote, when the secret is known, then when Amir runs back to Afghanistan to find Hassan's little boy, who's now in an orphanage, and you realize why he's doing it, you know, that's the kind of dramatic tension that should have been put to us earlier in the film because that would have kept us hooked into this movie. And you've got it right on the nose, really. Thanks. I think that there was no tension in this film other than this attack, which was horrible. And we didn't quite understand what brought Amir back to Afghanistan at such a difficult time. He has married an Afghan woman who is very beautiful, and they're living in California, and he's become a writer. But there was no tension. There was no, oh, my gosh, I hope he goes back there and finds what he's looking for and gets everything taken care of. Well, because then you would have had redemption. Yes, of course. And that's what they're trying to tell you, ironically enough. Atonement, which I loved, and I thought was a much, much finer adaptation than this current film. But the concept in both is a child is so corrupted by the sin or guilt of something that they have witnessed. And that the only way they can atone or be cleansed of all of that is through war. The difference is atonement works on the screen because they figured out a way to make that book work cinematically. They did not figure out how to make Kite Runner work to that degree. Is it the worst movie of the year? No, not by any stretch. There are some wonderful moments in the film, but I really don't think that this is a movie that is a very happy film. I was very, very depressed after walking out of this film. I think even though there is atonement here, having nothing to do with the film atonement, even though there is redemption Redemption. here, I didn't feel very good about it. I didn't feel very good about any of it. I was uncomfortable watching this film, and I didn't think I would be after reading the book. And some people will be very moved. For me, and I think for you, we were both confused. Why are we having such pain and such suffering? Who are we supposed to be really suffering for? Amir, Hassan? Baba, the Afghans. I mean, it's very, very confusing. And the screenwriters do not solve those problems for us. So as a result, you want someone to root for, but it's so diffused and so confused that I have to give this movie a yellow light. I'm giving it a yellow light also, Anne. Again, very disappointed. I loved the book. I thought at the time that it's going to be a difficult movie to make. Mm -hmm. So two yellow lights for The Kite Runner, directed by Mark Forster, written by David Benioff from a wonderful novel by Khaled Hosseini and starring some interesting Afghani actors, and I'm not going to go through their names again. (laughs) We don't Uh, have time. We don't have time. (laughs) Two yellow lights for The Kite Runner. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 